This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, all of you wonderful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com, and today I want to talk to you about video games where you were doomed from the start. I know it seems a little bit bleak, doesn't it, to sit down with a video game that you spent your hard-earned money on in your free time and basically be told, nah, mate, you're not making it out of this one. No plot armor is going to save you. No skill is going to get you by by the skin of your teeth. You are just doomed. But still, makes for a fun list. So with this in mind, I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video games where you were doomed from the start. And don't worry, you can always change your fate here, it's video games after all. Number 10, Firewatch. The doom you have in Firewatch is very different to the type that you have in many other games, largely because it doesn't involve your character slowly dying throughout the course of the title, but it is no less painful in spite of not involving your death, because for anyone who hasn't played this game, the introduction to the game revolves around your character Henry and his love interest and eventual wife Julia. Their relationship is sweet and appears to be going great until, well, Julia starts to suffer from a disease that affects her memory, which complicates both the pair's dynamic and Henry's ability to cope. After he gets a DUI and Julia is either taken home by her parents or sent to a nursing home, Henry goes off to be a fire watcher to try and clear his head and to try and escape the current situation. So not only does the end of Firewatch reveal that the big mystery was actually just a sad story of child death, but we also head back to exactly the same situation we left at the start of the plot, possibly further complicated if you fell for Delilah on your journey. While some dialogue implies that Henry is going to visit his wife when he gets back to try and sort things out, even this isn't exactly a happy ending, just slightly better than other possibilities. Number 9. Eternal Sonata as a strange game starring a man who believes that he's dreaming and a girl who has magic and is terminally ill, you'd be forgiven for going into Eternal Sonata for feeling as though the cards are perhaps not in your favor. And at the end of the game, they're revealed to be even less in your favor. As it turns out, the entire world that you've existed in is a dream that protagonist Chopin, yes, that Chopin, is having to try to come to terms with the fact that he is dying. So when you win the game, all you're actually doing is killing him off, as he finally deals with his mortality and passes away. Which means, in effect, all of your painstaking battle efforts just result in the death of one of the main characters, which has kind of twisted all things considered. Number 8. Dead Rising Almost every entry of the Dead Rising series has put you on a fairly short timer at some point in the game. The third brings you in one week before the city is bombed to pieces, in the second, Fortune City is about to experience the same fate, only this time you're given a paltry 24 hours. And in the first, of course, you have 72 hours to try and do all of the story that you can before the helicopter arrives to carry you away, or anyone that you've saved if you don't happen to make it. 
As players who completed Ending A will know, the unlockable Overtime mode adds on another timer onto this as it's revealed that Frank has caught the zombie virus. You're then given 24 hours to gather all the items and ingredients you need for Isabella to create a medicine that will keep the virus at bay, which itself is another challenge. Even though this route leads to the happiest of endings where Frank is able to shed light on how the virus originated, you still end the game with the general public unaware of how heavily the government played a part in it, and Frank is still infected with the virus. While Frank instead dies in a fight against zombies in Dead Rising 4, uh, I hate Dead Rising 4, and is then paradoxically brought back from the dead in the questionable Frank Rising DLC again, uh, it's fair to say that the ending of the first game leaves you the exact same way that you started, which is counting down the hours, wondering if Frank will actually make it. Number 7. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask while Majora's Mask does let you win the game and not die from being squished to death by an angry moon, the timer that the game runs on still makes it one of the most intense storments that the entire Legend of Zelda franchise has seen. Regardless of whether you played it first as a kid or an adult, seeing your demise looming while you're hopefully told that 72 hours remain is legitimately terror-inducing, despite the cartoony graphics and, well, child-friendly ambience. Indeed, you have to wonder to what degree this sense of being completely doomed from the offset is strategic as you're more likely to make mistakes when you're preoccupied with your impending doom and therefore more likely to need to restart or replay to actually win. On the plus side though, when you do finally defeat Majora's Mask and stop the moon from colliding with Clocktown, you legitimately feel like you've managed to defeat fate itself. It adds a real sense of overcoming adversity because you beat not only countless enemies but also time itself to save the day. Number 6. Dragon Age Origins being a Grey Warden is one of the most badass parts of the Dragon Age series. You're basically a demon hunter who is part demon, and the interesting lore surrounding this title is some of the most engaging stuff in the entire world. But one of the things that's often easily forgotten about becoming a Grey Warden is that it essentially puts a timer on the remainder of your life, as regardless of what point of your life you joined them at, the ritual you do means that you only have 30 more years to live. This is because living any longer would allow the Darkspawn connection within them to manifest and basically turn them into the very monsters that they've been trying to fight off. This is why, when the Wardens are close to the end of their time, they experience the Calling, where they descend to the Darkspawn-infected Deep Road so that they can have one final and fatal battle against the Blight. Though your interaction with Avernus suggests that there are ways to circumvent this fate, it's not exactly addressed in detail, meaning that your character, if they didn't die already, doesn't actually have that long ahead of them. Number 5. Metal Gear Solid at risk of being a bit overly grim here, let's address the facts. Our boy Solid Snake has been dying in every game that we've ever played him in. Not just due to the ravages of time though, because at that point every single character that we've controlled is technically being doomed from the start. No, instead, Snake is continually set up to be dying in every entry of the Metal Gear Solid series that he's in. In the first game, it turns out that the fox dye virus in his blood leaves him with an unspecified amount of time that he has left in his life. In the second, it suggested that Snake would have died young even without this due to being a clone of Big Boss. Although this ultimately turns out not to be true, but leaves Snake doomed via the fox dye anyway. And then, in 3, this becomes all the more real, as the fact that he has a very short amount of time left due to all of this tampering is made very clear to us, with both the viewer and Snake left all too aware of it. While he ultimately has a happy ending, making his peace with Big Boss and living out the rest of his days with Otacon and Sunny, knowing that Snake will still ultimately need to die before the improved virus has him mutate is still a bitter pill for fans to swallow. Number 4. Heavenly Sword 
Heavenly Sword is a drastically underestimated addition to the PlayStation 3 umbrella, which is a real shame because this game's protagonist is a stone-cold badass. Unfortunately, she's a stone-cold badass who ultimately is doomed the moment that she picks up the titular Heavenly Sword, as it's supposed to kill everyone who has ever wielded it. Indeed, the game appears to begin with her death, so you figure that's where the game will end, as you then go into a flashback. Only, this isn't actually where she dies, as in actuality, when the sword drains the life bit of her life from her, she makes a pact with the weapon. She'll make sure that it stays used and out of the villain King Bohan's hands, and it, in exchange, will allow her to live a little longer. This succeeds and allows her to finish up doing some ass-kicking, although ultimately she doesn't actually kill the big bad, instead letting his son flee with him after a raven has pecked out the king's eyes. Which I guess is some form of justice. After this, she follows the path of fate and passes away, with her friends sending her off in a Viking-esque funeral that sees her body sailing out to sea, having finally completed her mission. Number 3. Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter Usually in strategy games, the main strategy element comes from learning how to best fight off your enemies in the most effective manner you can. Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter takes this actually a step further and also has you learn to best combat yourself as you spend the game trying to hold back the dragon restrained within your very body. Every basic action you do increases your dragon counter, with even walking a couple of steps taking the score up by 0.1%. This in mind, every move of yours needs to be planned out, as even walking around more than you need to can have a massively detrimental effect on how far you can get. This creates a great balancing act where you have to weigh up every action with how much it will increase your dragon counter, as you can use your overpowered dragon moves but at the huge cost of filling this bar. However, you can do a game restart that kind of creates a new game plus, allowing you to slowly but surely push further and further into the game, as doing so allows you to keep all of your skills and items. It's a brilliant title. Number 2. Hero Must Die Again As the perhaps unsubtle title may clue you in on, Hero Must Die Again is a game where the protagonist, who is literally named Hero, dies. Only he actually dies at the start of the game in a fight against the game's main antagonist. Mercifully, this doesn't result in a game that's about 7 minutes long, as Hero's actions are rewarded by heaven restoring him to life on Earth, with the slight caveat that he can only live for another 5 days. You think that this would take away much of the impact of the game, as you know that whatever you do, your character is going to pass away at the end of the 5th day. However, the opposite is actually very much true, as every action you take in these days is filled with importance as you know how much time it takes to do so. While you might be expecting Hero to find some sneaky way of living on, Instead, he becomes steadily more weak and does indeed die after his five days. But this isn't always an entirely sad event though, as the 50 different endings of this game revolve around his funeral, where you can see all of the good that you did throughout the limited time you had, and maybe you'll cry a little as well. And number 1. Red Dead Redemption 2 whether you saw it coming, or had it spoiled, or were just awfully surprised by Arthur Morgan's death at the end of Red Dead Redemption 2, it was still a painful time regardless. Because although John Marston dies in the first game, it's in an epic shootout, the likes of which you'd see in an action-packed western film. Arthur, however, goes out in a very different way, succumbing to tuberculosis. Now, While this does mean that Arthur doesn't actually contract the disease at the very beginning of the game, it does mean that you contracted a long, long old time before it ever becomes apparent to even an eagle-eyed player. This makes it doubly tragic when the disease starts to really affect him, as you're left desperately wishing that you could turn back the clock to that seemingly unimportant moment with the shakedown of a very sick Tommy Downs in an effort to save Arthur, to the extent that rumours even circulate today that you can find a cure for him. I hate to break it to you, 
but you can't. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.